on this episode of Hit the Deck. Our premier topic is all about ball hockey. On ice? Premier Dwight Ball was interviewed and they talked about the premier's love of hockey and how he played it when he was a youngster growing up. So just so I'm clear on this, there was an article written about the premier, which is like a governor, written by the mayor. <laughs> exactly. And we try to keep the podcast la light, but this week, James is feeling rather lacrosse. They titled the email as lacrosse is the new hockey. And uh, that really made me upset. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 158 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And oh my, it has been another week. Yes, another week. I know, where does the time go? It, it, it seems like only yesterday you heard us talking at you about hockey. Well, it might have been yesterday for you. I don't know when you listened to the last episode, so uh, I shouldn't make assumptions. What I should do is tell you who's talking to you in this podcast, as we do at the beginning of every episode. So let's jump right into tonight's starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And, of course, my steadfast co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. How you doing, pal? I'm hanging in there, man. How about yourself? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging. I'm also hanging. I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper over here that's that's a really dated reference that hardly even makes sense well i got it so well that's that's all that matters we've got an audience of one that's uh, that's what i go for here on the podcast that's a little bit too true american rhino but um anyway anybody that doesn't understand that there's always google and uh bing and whatever else uh, search engines out there for people to check out Speaking of old references and, and, and old things from the 90s, so we've spoken before about Batman on the podcast and specifically about Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of Batman in the, the classic Batman the Animated Series and also the Justice League Animated Series and the Superman crossovers that they did. So... Something that I saw today that somebody had posted a link to. I don't know when it was actually made. I just saw it today. But um, so Tim Daly, the person who voiced Superman in the uh, the Superman animated series of the same era and the same universe. So he I guess he and his son have some kind of YouTube series or something. And so there this episode that I happen to see the link for. Uh, on this on this episode on this episode of the Tim Daly show or what I don't if that's what it's even called I don't it's something to that effect uh, I I think it might just be the Daly show since it's it's him and his son and and it, I, I get it. I get it I okay. get it that's right. funny. I'm just trying I'm trying no, the, the name of the podcast I'm in clever. pursuit of precision here James I have a reputation to uphold <laughs> yeah yeah okay sure I do but anyway the point is. In this particular episode, uh, there, uh, it seemed like Tim Daly was being haunted by Batman references in his life, and he was home alone by himself, and um, 
he he got the feeling that he was being stalked and suddenly Kevin Conroy appeared <laughs> and and uh they he he started launching into like dialogue from Batman v Superman and and he pinned him to the floor and he <laughs> he was like I want you to know no feel my hand at your throat and know that on this day I bested you <laughs> something like that it was it's funnier if you watch it than me describing it, but I was quite entertained and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just, I mean, it, it's fun to see these guys together in real life since you never really do get to see these guys in real life. You, you just hear their voices and they are such iconic voices from the childhood of so many of us, but to, you know, see them interacting with each other like that, it's, it's fun. Cause you know, you get the understanding that they really do like, hanging out and really do like doing this stuff together and, and playing these characters together. And their chemistry is just outstanding. Yeah, I totally agree. And the cool thing about Tim Daly too, is he's had a very successful career other than voicing Superman. I mean, that mm. that's such a great thing to have on your resume. So just, just the love of it. And, and I get, yeah, that, that's really cool. Very cool. So I appreciate that American Rhino. I'll definitely try and check that out myself. Complete, complete non relevant, tangent there and i apologize but i just you know things pop into my head and i experience things and i i pass it on to you dear listener i pass my experiences on to you because i don't know i guess i fooled myself into thinking that you'll find it entertaining in some way well i have another left turn to take us on before we get into the uh podcast proper too oh you're not oh well no oh, let's oh yeah Let's, uh, speaking of left turns, we'll, we'll hold on to that. Keep that in mind for the end of the podcast, but please, James, go ahead and, and, and take us on your journey. I appreciate that American Rhino. Um, as you said, asked how the week was. And since the last time that we recorded, when we dropped the, the last episode of hit the deck on uh, Friday, January 10th of 2020, the news broke out that, uh, Neil Peart of Rush passed away on the 7th, uh, but his family was was good enough and, and the band members of Rush were good enough to keep it under wraps until they decided to um, release the news, which was on you know a few days later. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'll keep this short, but I don't want this to turn into the uh, hit the obituary podcast because we've talked about uh, celebrities that we've cared about and that have touched our lives that have passed on recently. I don't know what's going on. It's, uh, you know, if we're just getting older or whatever the case is, but Mr. Peart was um, a legend. A lot of people considered him the greatest drummer of all time. It's, to me, you know, top three at least. Uh, I, I love Alex Van Halen, obviously, Neil Peart and um, Bonzo of uh, Led Zeppelin as, as my Mount Rushmore, and of course, Ringo from the Beatles of uh, the greatest drummers of all time. But I'm not a musician. I've never even tried to play the drums, but that's just my little opinion. But Anyway, um, it's really very sad. You know, we've talked about Rush on, on this podcast in, in the past. They are obviously Canadian and um, one of the most legendary bands of all time. Over 30 albums released between live recordings and studio albums and just some of the greatest songs ever written and produced. And not only was Mr. Peart such an excellent drummer, a ridiculously talented drummer, but he was the lyricist, too of the band. So some of the lyrics are just really incredible, especially when you pay attention to them and, and they touch you. But uh, the, the only thing that I did have a big problem with, with Neil Peart was that um, 
as amazing as he was as as uh, as a musician, uh, I didn't quite understand why he was quoted as saying that he didn't agree with uh, the Christ's teachings or something along that level. Like uh, he wasn't a fan of Jesus. Which okay, fine. You know, American Rhino and I uh, keep our our faith on our sleeves, and we're both Catholics and practicing Catholics. But if you decide to choose to dismiss that, then that's your problem. But for somebody who seemed to be so in touch with social issues and capturing the, you know, the, the problems and struggles of growing up as for teenagers. And one of the things that I related to was with so many of his songs, particularly from Signals and stuff. But uh, to, to say that you don't agree with Christ's teachings, okay, if you, if you want to choose that, he to, to convince yourself that he wasn't the Messiah or whatever the case is, that that's your business. But, the, you know, Catholicism and it was all about loving one another and, and preaching and taking care of each other. I thought those were all qualities that uh, Mr. Peart would have would have, would have agreed with. Well, different strokes for different folks, James. People think differently about different things and, you know, so be it. Yeah. And, you know, he did have a very hard life, too, uh, besides being a part of one of the greatest bands of all time. Uh, you know, his daughter passed away in a car accident and I'm not sure if it was his wife or, or at least just the mother of that daughter. And, and then she ended up passing away not too long after that. And and then he kind of took a hiatus from the band that was in the late 90s and drove his motorcycle, rode his motorcycle cross country. Um, and then finally came back and, and released a bunch of other great albums and, and stuff. And But uh, as as the musician and the drummer and the lyricists, uh, you know, that, that's a big, big, big hole in the musician's world and, and the, the, the world of, of they called Rush Prague Rock, but, you know, in the rock and I roll think it world. was popular elsewhere in the world, too. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody knows Rush. It, it can't. <laughs> but particularly since this is a podcast about hockey and hockey in Canada and Rush being Canadian, it all kind of ties in that way. And they're one of my favorite bands, too. And it, it's really sad and sorry. And, you know, our condolences go out to, to the uh, the bandmates and uh, the family of Mr. Peart and so on. And, and all, all of the ridiculously loyal and diehard Rush fans out there. And there are a lot of them. So we just wanted to, to, to say that before we continued with the podcast. And James, I want to, I just want to comment on, on something that you mentioned before about being a little uh, reticent to, to keep bringing up the uh, obituaries of these people who've passed. I, I respect what you're saying with that, but I have to tell you that Personally, I think that eulogizing these people who've done significant things and and well-known celebrities is very much in keeping with the spirit of radio. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That was a long walk, James. My feet are tired. My feet are tired from that setup. Any Rush fan would be very proud of you, and I hope appreciates that. Uh Uh-huh. One one thing, though, I have to say, James— so uh last week on the podcast last time last time on the hit the deck podcast we when 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 last we left you on hit the deck we were busy uh kind of uh preaching we were we were uh kind of we were talking at length we had a quite a lengthy segment about the evils of steroid abuse and Given the events that have unfolded this week, I think perhaps instead we should have done a segment about the evils of sign stealing in Major League Baseball. Yeah, man. I'm going to try and behave as best I can on this one, but the hypocrisy of the whole situation really gets me very upset. Certain 
teams that have bragged about sign stealing, have been caught stealing signs, have admitted that they watched footage and had live cameras, coaches and catchers in game, during game, and because they blow the whistle on the Astros for doing that, really makes me sick. Now, sign stealing has been a part of baseball since the beginning of having signs in the sport. It's not something I like. It, it's immoral. Uh, it's not against the rules. But again, it's it's kind of silly and, and all that. But uh, well, baseball ca- baseball has so many unwritten rules, James. It's yes, it's kind of hard to navigate in some ways, especially for someone who doesn't play. It, it's true. But uh, I'm just going to come out and say it that the uh, the Skankies, the the team that considers cheating preparation, all because somebody was doing it better than they do when they've bragged about it and and outright admitted it and nothing happened and now all these repercussions because oh now because they were victimized by it don't give me that you know just keep it in-house take care of it sweep it under the carpet do whatever you need to do but don't give me that hypocrisy that just plain why one of the many reasons why i can't stand the skankies and just just that everything that they are and that they represent their NY is no different than the McDonald's logo. It's just a logo. It's a marketing logo. That's it. it has nothing to do with the sport, nothing to do with integrity. So don't give me that hypocrisy and, and nonsense that it's a, it's a sore subject to me. And now to now the Red Sox suffer from it. The Astros suffer from it. The Mets suffer from it. Wow. Big coincidence. What are those teams? Are they rivals of the Skankies? Hmm. Let me think. Oh yeah. Just just so, to just to catch you up, listener, if you're not a baseball fan or or if you haven't been paying attention lately, what we're referring to is of late there has been a scandal in baseball going back to the Houston Astros who won the World Series a few years ago and they it has now come out were uh making something of an enterprise of stealing signs from the opposing team and so now there's been a big like investigation and report that's been handed down and as a result the the two current major league coaches who were on that coaching staff at the time have been fired by their teams the Astros and the Red Sox respectively and uh the Mets who were in no way shape or form wrapped up in this they just hired Carlos Beltran as their manager who was a player on that team and he was the only player on that team that was actually named by name in the Major League Baseball report on this whole thing. So he uh, he he stepped down. He was kind of forced to step down today from his managerial duties. And wasn't that a, a, an amazing, another amazing coincidence that all this nonsense happened after Beltran was announced and signed as the uh, Mets manager? Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's right out there in the open. Nothing I hate more than hypocrisy and double standards and BS. So I'm I'm sorry for losing my patience and sounding like a grumpy old man. Just don't give me that nonsense. And and to hell with the skankies. They suck in every way, shape, or form. And I will not take that back because in my old life, I kind of got a glimpse of how despicable and underhanded that franchise really is. And for more hot takes on the the Mets and the tri-state area and all things baseball, 
Look forward to a brand new season of The Mets Maniac coming up in 2020. Yeah, I'm not making any promises because I don't have time to do this podcast, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do anything else either, but I appreciate the uh, the encouragement, American Rhino. In all seriousness, buddy, do you need a hug? You seem a little cranky tonight. Uh, just, um, you know, <laughs> I think Neil Peart had less to deal with <laughs> when he turned his back on uh, on faith and Catholicism. I'm not that weak a person, but uh, yeah, just a few years of um, frustrations and and uh, New York City life is just, it's, it's beyond caught up with me. And yeah, I'm, I'm very cranky and, and trying to keep it together. And I've, I've, I think I've done it, and, and you have as well, because I've known some rough patches that you've had to deal with. And that's life. I'm not saying that no one uh, is, is getting out of this unscathed, but we always try and keep our um, personal lives aside and, and give you a good product and be all happy mm. and jolly on the podcast. But sometimes it, when you just can't, deal with it anymore and and it's they don't sweat the little things when all 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 of those little things blow up in your face and uh it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and you, you have no outlets or or ways to to uh just kind of relax and catch your breath you know it it just it 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 weighs you down but um as i was telling american rhino off of air that uh i was thinking of the quote about the great one where he says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take well, I'm fed up with missing 100% of the shots that I do take. So that's all. I'll put it aside. Thank you. Um, I apologize to you, American Rhino. I apologize to the listener out there. Good for now. Okay. Uh, well, maybe maybe talking about some hockey will cheer you up. What do you think? Yes, definitely. definitely. All right. Well, well, in that case, I think we can help each other out in that regard because uh, – I am I'm I'm raring to go to talk about some hockey since that is ostensibly the point of this podcast, but I can't do it alone. So I'm going to ask you, sir, if you would not mind telling us, all of us, myself, the listener, everybody, what is on deck for this podcast? It would be my pleasure, sir. Thank you. Last name Ball, but played ice. The premiere of Newfoundland and Labrador, the place that we love here at Hit the Deck because of their ravenous deck hockey appetite, is named Dwight Ball. He loves hockey, but no mention of playing deck, with the last name Ball, running Newfoundland, and missing from the point. Going back to sportstechie.com as a source, there was an article they posted last November about the National Lacrosse League joining up with SportsLogic for data analytics. That's all well and good. I just took offense at Techie referring to lacrosse as the quote-unquote new hockey. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. Yeah, that was another reason why I was in a bad mood, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) That's sport logic with a Q, by the way. Right. If you can figure out where the (laughs) Q is, you win. (laughs) Right. There's some analytics for you. Anyway, uh, okay, so Derek Ball. Yeah. Dwight. Dwight Ball. Dwight Ball. I tried to look this up, too, just out of curiosity. I I wasn't quite sure what a premiere is. Of course, born and raised here in the United States. Very proud of that. Oh, oh, sure, sure. So when a television show is debuting on a network, it hasn't aired there before. That's called a premiere. Oh, thank you, American. (laughs) We we had one for Tape Deck over the summer, or, well, towards the fall, I guess it was... uh, yeah, that was exciting. Right, right. The the Christmas special at the end. But anyway, um, how they do things in in Canada 
is a little bit different than how we do things here in the United States. But basically, as far as I understand, and this is a very basic, just kind of an idea mm. of uh, their version of a premier is, is kind of like a governor in uh, the equivalents here for, for our states in terms of power and responsibility and things like that. So, you know, Dwight Ball is not just some run-of-the-mill politician that doesn't have any power or is just a figurehead. The guy has a lot of responsibilities and things to do, but him being Canadian and, and being in Newfoundland and Labrador, as the American Rhino and I have talked about so many times, that they love ball hockey and deck hockey and hockey and sneakers up there. And we appreciate that so very much. But hockey is a way of life. And, and very, very embedded in, in most Canadians' hearts. But uh, Mr. Dwight Ball, or Premier Dwight Ball, was interviewed and, uh, in, in the Telegram, and this was an article written by David Mayer that was published um, just last month. And they talked about the Premier's love of hockey and how he played it when he was a youngster growing up, uh, and that when he was in high school, he didn't make the varsity team, even though he loved it so much. But anyway, uh, I was waiting to read okay, when did he play ball hockey and what are his experiences there? And there was no mention of ball hockey or street hockey. So so just so I'm clear on this, there was an article written about the premier, which is like a governor, written by the mayor. <laughs> exactly. Just so I'm clear. <laughs> Too bad his name wasn't Goldie Wilson. <laughs> I'd vote for him. So would I. Heck, we could sure use a mayor in New York, I'll tell you that. He would clean up that town. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go out on a limb, James, and guess that you discovered this article by Googling ball hockey. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, that's true. <laughs> All right. I win! I've cracked <laughs> the code. So anybody looking to come up with a competitive deck hockey podcast, plug your ears. Don't steal my signs, you stinking... <laughs> So what is a premier ball, James? Like a, a Milak? Is that what we're thinking? <laughs> yeah, right. And in our terms, yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Just curious. <laughs> but uh, premier Dwight Ball <laughs> was saying that when he was in high school, he loved hockey so very much and um, wanted to go and, and be a part of the varsity team. But he was only 5'3 and weighed 95 pounds. So the coaches, responsible coaches too, to their credit, said, too small to play because you'd probably really get severely hurt between the uh, older boys or, or the um, heavier guys and stuff and so on and so forth. So uh, he wasn't allowed to, to play there. But his passion of hockey went really deep because when he was a kid, and, and this is again, uh, sounds like one of those jokes of an elder generation person talking about uh, toughening up, but he had to walk over an hour a day with his full hockey bag, and of course, as all of us know, and the American Rhino knows better than anybody else and all you goalies out there, how heavy those hockey bags are with all of that gear in it. So walking an hour with all of that <laughs> to just get to the ice rink at, to play at 6 a.m., by the way. Uphill! Both ways! <laughs> it's true. In that my day, we didn't have these fancy hockey skates. We'd whittle down a little bit of metal that we'd find at the side of the road. And we'd skate around on them and we'd fall down and we liked it. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, that's what he did and, and for a number of years, any chance he got, that that's how he would play and practice. So then in order to make the high school team, he decided to try and make his game in the fashion of his idol, Guy Lafleur. 
which if you're good enough to do anything <laughs> as well as Guy Lafleur in terms of playing hockey, then God bless, because that guy's one of the all-time greatest. And uh, Mr. Ball tried to make himself a more finesse player to earn a spot, but uh, didn't really seem that it paid off too well, although he did end up playing and even told a story about how he had gotten into a fight uh, in defense of his brother, where I think they were just playing ice hockey. I'm not sure if this was on a high school team or whatever the case was, but, you know, he had to step up for his brother. Anyway, and, and luckily everything worked out okay that he didn't get pounded or anything like that. But um, just the, the life lessons of uh, growing up and, and earning a spot on hockey and learning the game and the disciplines that come with them really prepared him to become the premier and those skills he still utilizes to this day. Well, I mean, you know, the fight thing makes total sense. If, if you're on a team, then you have to have your teammates back all the time like that's just how it is there's a code and if you're talking about family on your own team then you know you you doubly have a responsibility to uh to stick up for that person amen to that definitely so you know that's uh that that's just hockey right i'd also like to just point out that if he had been playing ball hockey instead of ice hockey he probably wouldn't have had to walk an hour with a heavy hockey bag because you know You can play ball hockey just about anywhere, and there's a lot less gear, so uh, the bag would have been lighter. There you go. Score a big point for deck hockey. Thank you, Mm -hmm. American Rhino. Yep, you bet. And then uh, the article continues to say that when when Ball finished his pharmacy school training, that he he grew to be six feet, or at least over six feet, and 210 pounds. So by that time, he did fill out and was able to make any high school team at that point, but I think pharmacy school is either college equivalent or past college. So all those years went behind him. But the idea was that his ability to adjust and utilize those disciplines have helped him in his political career. And he's been the premier since 2015 of uh, Labrador and uh, still doing a good job there. And then the article continues about his success in his political career, but I didn't really care about that. I was just more interested in uh, the, the, the ice hockey stuff and how a man with the last name Ball played ice hockey and not deck hockey, or at least they didn't talk about it. So if if uh, he, he learned these lessons from hockey and he brought them to government, does that mean if somebody says something disparaging about one of his uh, lieutenant premiers that he'll throw down with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that that would be okay where you drop the gloves in those aspects. You know, again, the American Rhino and I try very hard to keep our political views to ourselves. And one of the rare podcasts or form of media where you can get that, because a lot of times we're always hit over the head with opinions that we don't want to hear or didn't ask for. But uh, personally for me, just the only thing I will say about politics is I'm not a fan of it. And, and I think the bottom line is we all suffer from it because the politicians and, and the nature of it, it's all corrupt. And uh, really has nothing to do with making our lives any better. It's all about stealing money from us and keeping us under control. But that's my opinion and whatnot. But th- that's why I didn't really care about the rest of the article. I just I care about hockey and talking about ball hockey and keeping it that way on this podcast, with the exception of when we don't talk about ball hockey and deck hockey and hockey and sneakers. Sorry, not sorry, eh? Exactly. <laughs> or uh, any other celebrities that passed away that, that hurt us and we missed. Uh, okay. What else? What else? Speaking of, uh, things that are making you cranky, James, uh, <laughs> so some, something about sports logic, yeah. <laughs> which has a very illogical name. Well, oh boy, you're, you're 
running on all cylinders here, American Rhino. I love it. Thank you. It was at the end, by the way. If you guessed the Q was at the end, then you won. <laughs> it is in place of the C, it is a Q. Sports, maybe maybe it's just French. Sports logique. <laughs> they are Sport. based in much. Mo- Sport logique. They are based in Montreal, so you got a point there, American Rhino. I have no points. I, I am pointless. This well, whole podcast is pointless, really. Yeah, you think we take a hint after a while. So what's got this B under your bonnet, buddy? All right. Well, this, again, was an article written in Sports Techie that was released of uh, November of 2019, so just a couple months ago. But in the email, because I'm subscribed to uh, their, their newsletters and things like that, is they titled the email as Lacrosse is the New Hockey, and uh, in parentheses when it comes to analytics. But that really made me upset, and especially talking about deck hockey and ball hockey, uh, you know, lacrosse is its own sport and and has a similar history to to hockey and how it was developed and stuff but street hockey and ball hockey they they are the new hockey if you will i mean you can't play ice hockey as the american rhino just said instead of walking a whole hour uphill in the knee-deep snow with a uh 100 pound bag on your back just to play at 6 a.m not necessary in, in ball hockey because a lot of times you could probably just play in your garage or if the garage is big enough or uh, the basement if it's unfinished or in your driveway or whatever the case is it's a lot more options and things but lacrosse is not the new but we didn't point- even have sticks we played with garden tools and we liked it yeah sorry sorry <laughs> I, not, I can't yeah. help myself but it that, you know it got under my skin big time and and that's the reason but that's why we just titled the uh, the topic as missing from the point because when you're talking about hockey and you mention words like point and crease and slot, it, those are positions on the deck or on the ice. And uh, this has absolutely nothing to do with the article. <laughs> it was just that, that, that title that really got me upset. That lacrosse is the new hockey. No, 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 no. no. But uh, the, the, what they did mean was I'm not really angry or uh, going after sports tech here or anything like that here just to make that clear. It's all tongue-in-cheek and fun. But um, they were just saying that the Sport Logic, because they are based in, in Montreal, and they have been, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this in Hit the Decks Past, that they collected data on currently 28 of the 30 NHL teams, 31 NHL teams right now. And that's they, they have ties with the Swedish Hockey League as well and other hockey leagues. Around the world, they're also associated with the MLS, some NCAA teams, and in the NFL. And the idea is that they just collect all of this tracking system of data, of players, of where the action is. Of, for example, in hockey, how many shots are taken, how passes, stick checks, body checks, shots on goal, how much ice time each player has. And, and they collect all this data 30 times per second. It's all futuristic and state-of-the-art. And very in-depth. So the point of the article was that uh, lacrosse is relatively new to that. And um, so they were just saying the similarities between lacrosse and hockey, where, yes, you have goals and you have uh, forwards and defensemen and the goalie and and all that. And, uh, you know, north-south or east-west style and things of that nature. But that's about, you know, where where the similarities come through. Because if you really want to talk about deck hockey and, and lacrosse, forget about ice hockey and lacrosse is, yes, they're, they're both on sneakers, but lacrosse is mainly played on grass or artificial surfaces like that. And, you know, the sticks are completely different and the ball with the passing and all that stuff. And 
the goalie equipment is kind of similar to uh, ball hockey and deck hockey. And as we've even said too, like Milek and other companies that you can use the uh, the gloves, for example, you can use lacrosse gloves for deck hockey. Well, yeah, that's um, just not to not to go, you know, interrupt what your your flow is here. But that's something that I've always found interesting is that a lot of the websites that sell hockey equipment, or at least the ones that I frequent that, that tend to have, you know, better deals, a lot of them also sell lacrosse equipment. It's it. There's a lot of, you know, kind of uh, cross pollination there in terms of, of what they sell. So I've always found that to be a very interesting little tidbit. In fact, the backpack that I got for my hockey gear to, to, to carry, not like my goalie equipment and stuff, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I'll throw, uh, if I'm, if I'm not playing in goal, uh, I'll throw like a helmet and, you know, shin guards or, uh, elbow pads or what have you in there. And it even has loops that are supposed to be for a lacrosse stick. Now it's a hockey stick is a little bulkier and a little heavier. So I've had to kind of jury rig it a little bit, but I I've definitely used this piece of gear, this piece of kit as it were, that's intended for lacrosse for my hockey game. Totally. And absolutely right. And there are similarities between lacrosse and, and deck hockey. And that's why I, I got offended by the title there, at least the headline of that, because ball hockey has it covered. Deck hockey has it covered. So uh, lacrosse is its own thing. I never played lacrosse. I always preferred hockey, either roller, ice, or of course, deck hockey. And because of that, I also prefer using hockey specific gear, including the gloves and the helmets and, and the protective elements as well. But you can easily, and a lot of guys that, that we've played with too, have used even soccer shin guards as an example, or uh, lacrosse gear to play deck hockey and, and ball hockey with. But you're absolutely right, American Rhino. A lot of the companies make the same stuff for either end deck or lacrosse. Yeah. Here's a nice plug for Hagen hockey. They have a nice line of gloves that I've shown an interest in getting. And, uh, they're, they're basically like USA gloves. They're red, white, and blue, and they have them in both hockey gloves and lacrosse gloves on the website. So if you are in the market for something like that, just make sure you grab the right model. Yeah, good point. And another thing, too, and, and thanks for bringing that up, American Rhino, is uh, Becky Dobson, who we interviewed not too long ago, a member of Team USA on her Facebook page and stuff. You see her very proudly displaying her Hagen hockey gloves in the beautiful red, white, and blue. So good, uh, good on you, American Rhino. Yeah, well, you know, it comes with the territory. Yeah, we don't call him the American Rhino for nothing. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, promoting gear that has the Canadian flag on it, or uh, you know, anything like that, eh? Yeah, we'll leave that to uh, Premier Ball. Yeah, hosers. <laughs> yeah, I can't get over that, man. I mean, come on, you, you can't. The, the man's name is Ball. Yeah, is that is that just goes with the territory of being a politician? Is either you just got to try and and make as many people as happy as possible and not pick a side? Is that? Is that what that's all about? I don't get it. Sounds like a past ball to me. Yeah, come on, man. That's a, that's a baseball reference. If you're not, that's a, a past ball is a thing in baseball. It, it, don't worry about it. <laughs> but that's it for me. I, I'm sorry uh, that I turned this into uh, a session on the psychology or, or psychologist 
couch or whatever the case is, but I'm okay now. So thank you, American Rhino. And thank you, listener, for your patience and letting me vent. Tell us how you really feel, James. <laughs> we want to know all about the things that are bothering you right now in your life. Yeah, good thing that I wasn't pelted by gamma radiation or else I'd be hulking out by now. <laughs> that would come in very handy, though, if, if I were a decent defenseman. If I could turn into the Incredible Hulk, that'd be pretty awesome. I imagine you'd take some penalties. <laughs> it Although, would be it, it would make it a lot easier to slide around on the concrete, I think. Yes, exactly. And block shots would be a joke. The Hulk, you could shoot at him and shoot missiles at him and still it doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he could he could even lay down in front of one of your slap shots, James. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he wouldn't even feel it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's one of them. Uh so okay. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up with something a little lighthearted, huh? So if you are willing and amenable, and if you, dear listener, are, are in the mood I've got just such a thing to cheer us all up because we will leave you not without another installment of everybody's favorite recurring segment this week in Gritty. This week in Gritty. And what has our big orange friend been up to this week, James? Not all that much since we left off. It has only been a week, but, you know, it wouldn't be a week without Gritty doing something crazy. So... I will get to that momentarily, but first, before we have that, we have, uh, we have seen, well, we haven't personally seen, but I have been made aware of, uh, one of these tributes to Gritty that people so often do in the Philadelphia area, and this particular Gritty tribute comes to us courtesy of the Pennsylvania Farm Show. Now, this, I haven't done a ton of research into the Pennsylvania Farm Show. But it, it seems to me to be your standard county fair type, uh, maybe farm equipment expo sort of, you know, as the name would imply. I didn't really research it at all, but you can imagine what the Pennsylvania Farm Show is probably like in terms of what they present. And uh, one of the things that, that at least county fairs are known for is the way that, well... Not to put too fine a point on it, the way they make sculptures of things out of weird stuff. Well, the Pennsylvania Farm Show is no different, James, because this week brought us a butter gritty. Ooh. A gritty sculpted out of butter. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I, I, it seems like something gritty himself would eat, frankly. Ooh. <laughs> it me me delicious <laughs> i mean personally i'm a fan of melting butter all over some popcorn amongst mm. other things but uh i don't think i'd want gritty on my popcorn i i i have to feel in some way like his essence would corrupt it somehow and and get in me yeah it's true i don't know even even a gritty effigy is something that I, I would not want to truck with. Do you think, and, and, and I'm thinking way too much into this, but I'm just curious on your opinion that uh, the new thing that you told us about in last week's This Week in Gritty, how he's decided to now throw cakes in people's faces. Uh-huh. 
that uh, and I'm hoping that this butter won't go to waste. So does that mean that they're going to use it in terms of making more cakes to throw at innocent people and snap necks and waste food with? It's like Gritty is hurling a tiny piece of himself at you. Yeah. It's the circle of life, James. That's a, I hadn't thought of that, but that's a great point. <laughs> well, I have no new cake tales for you this week, but one way in which Gritty has been making himself a nuisance, because there's always some way, right? So there was a game at the Wells Fargo Center this week. This is another classic case of Gritty punishing fans for being his fans. So I assume it, it was another one of these intermission or stoppage things where Gritty was, you know, entertaining the crowd. And so I guess the cha-cha slide was on. So he was dancing kind of in, in the arena, in the stands, except this was uh, an edited version of the cha-cha slide. So instead of, you know, the normal directions of, you know, sliding to the left and sliding to the right, and freezing and having everyone clap their hands. Clap, 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 clap. Um in in this this version of the song, uh, he just kept sliding to the left. So he was like in an empty aisle and he would slide to the left and then keep sliding to the left and then slide out into the uh the stairway and then slide into a row full of fans and keep sliding across this row of fans. And then he was told to freeze and then to keep sliding to the left. And he kept, he kept doing this until he, he got to the pretty much to the end of the row where the song finally told him to freeze and encouraged everybody to clap their hands as the song does. So Gritty starts to clap his hands. Then he kind of, leans back and 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 teeters on one foot while clapping his hands and then he just decides to fall on a row of fans and just kind of lay across them <laughs> until he eventually slides to the floor and just kind of leans back on people what the heck yep you're welcome philadelphia yeah and they they encourage this because he's popular and I just want to put this in context because, I mean, it sounds inconvenient to have Gritty passing by as he's sliding. But I want you, if you've been to a hockey game or really a sporting event of any kind in an arena, I want you to imagine the width of your average row in one of these arenas. The amount of space between a person's knees and the seats in front of them. I then would like you to correlate that with the tremendous girth of Gritty and to imagine his giant bulbous lower half just kind of forcing itself past you down a row unexpectedly. And then finally, I would like you to imagine what it must be like to have like an eight foot giant mascot monster fall on you whilst in that seat. And, and kind of crush you against the, the armrests and the back of the seat. Uh, that, that, sounds, that sounds delightful, does it not? 
Excellent, excellent, excellent points on all fronts, American Rhino. Yes, it sounds like lawsuits to me, but how he hasn't been slapped. Maybe he has been between his hijinks with children and fans and stealing caps and throwing cakes of people, taking gear from hockey goalies and throwing it into the stands. I don't know, as we've said before, that hopefully the people are in on it and everything is okay and none of this is real. But if, yeah, what if these fans, if, if, if they were legitimate fans and, and not expecting this, what about sodas and popcorn and food and purses and things of that nature? You're absolutely right. It's, you know, Gary and I, uh, we're not exactly, um, you know, big, huge people, but, uh, you know, Gary's much taller than I am. But yeah, an MSG with the, with the, the, the renovations, it's, it's tight in, in these arenas. So just being, an, you know, an average heighted person and um you know not overweight or whatever the case is that uh it's it we're not comfortable sitting in these seats but it's true being pinned with 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 gritty all over you and then lying on you and rolling on you and whatever making it that much worse because even if, if a fan comes in and out and you know you have to get up and and move and get out of the person's way just to to get in and out of of where you're sitting so that's just absolutely extraordinarily ridiculous, and, and again, yes, it, it sounds like bad news, and, and you're just begging for trouble. I can confirm that this row of fans seemed legitimate, because at least one of them actually wound up filming a cell phone video vertically, I might add. Philadelphia really is the worst. Filming a cell phone video of Gritty sliding his way down the aisle and then crashing past the person holding the phone. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it seems, <laughs> it seems like in this case it was organic. All right. Hey, listen, we, we tried to warn you we're, we're, you know, here at hit the deck, we care and all right, Philly, it's, you just do your own thing over there. Personally for me, if uh, this was in New York and for the amount of money that we have to spend on tickets and, and whatnot, even just getting to and from the arenas, I wouldn't go to another hockey game ever again if I had to deal with that nonsense. All right, James. Well, at any rate, we we uh we look forward with um great trepidation <laughs> to uh find out, you know, what what he will do in the future. But in the meantime, this has been this week in gritty. This week in gritty. And uh I think if I'm not wrong, that's going to do it for another episode of Hit the Deck, yeah? Yeah. Okay, well then I guess let's wrap this thing up. Last minute remaining in the podcast. So, as usual, dear listener, we want to thank you for spending another episode of Hit the Deck with us, taking the time to enjoy... Uh, uh, well, huh, enjoy. That's ambitious. Taking the time to to listen and experience another episode of Hit the Deck. We really do genuinely appreciate you and your time and your dedication to this podcast. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you so much for that. We would like to thank Anthony Sajazi for the music. Thank you for the music. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, and thank you to uh, everyone who, who contributes to this podcast in any way. We, we, we genuinely do appreciate you. And if you'd like to participate, contribute, uh, or, or in any other way interact with this podcast, we would encourage you to do so. Please email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Deck is, of course, spelled D-E-K. You can tweet at us at hitthedeckpod 
or we're at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, our YouTube channel. We want to thank everybody who's checked out our videos of late. We've we've seen a real boost in our traffic lately, and we'd love for that to continue. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome, and we, we are happy to have you. And, uh, you know, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because you never know what you're going to get from us. And uh, we uh, we want we want you to be able to see that whenever we release something new. So please do that and um, subscribe to the podcast because uh, so you can get it every single week when we drop it. You'll know it'll be right there. It'll be in your feed. You don't have to worry about finding it going looking for it oh is it i know i've been i've been scouring twitter have they dropped it yet i can't sleep until i know if they dropped it just subscribe you don't have to worry about it whatever whatever podcasting platform you prefer please do that and finally before i hand it over to my buddy to close out i would just like to tell you dear listener if you are a fan of star trek stay tuned to our stuff our our social media we plan to have a big announcement this weekend so I think you're going to enjoy that. In the meantime, James, is there anything that you would care to add here at the end of the show? Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you. Of course, looking for places to play deck, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH, the DCHL, and Deck Superstars. Of course, please donate to LaGrange Hockey and follow M Power Play. And thank you for listening. Thank you, James. Thank you, American Rhino. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh-huh. And dear listener, of course, we will thank you to remember here at the end of the podcast that whether your ball is on the ice or in a net at the end of a stick, whether you're cranky because a giant orange gremlin fell on you or just because of life, regardless of what you find yourself doing, I would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Well, I have nothing to do tomorrow, so ha ha. <laughs> you braggart. <laughs> you shameless braggart. <laughs> you and your lavish bachelor lifestyle of... Not making a living or having... <laughs> health insurance your devil may care attitude <laughs>